Well, uh, welcome to a hot off the presses edition of Talks Now. Um, wanted to try and get this episode out, so uh, forgive us if the microphones or quality is a little different. But wanted to respond to an ongoing news story, something that uh, many of you are probably familiar with, either on your listservs or uh, on. For me, I got tagged by my cousin on Facebook regarding this article, and it's a lot of uh, lay press news that are responding to a case report entitled. Pediatric death due to myocarditis after exposure to cannabis. And uh, with me today is one of the authors, uh, Chris Hoyt. So I want to thank you for joining me today, Chris. Thanks for having me, Matt. I know that a lot of people have already uh, read this article, but before we um, uh, dive into kind of the backstory or the controversy, would you mind telling us what this is a case report of? So this is a uh, 11-month-old who uh, came in after being sick at home and being found to have myocarditis suffering a seizure and a cardiac arrest uh, after presentation in the emergency department. And what was found was that the child had a detectable uh, concentration of uh, THC in the blood and the urine. So, I mean, uh, it's kind of a sad case. And, and we do see cases of myocarditis in kids uh, sometimes. But in this particular case, it sounds like the notable finding was the um, presence of THC, or I guess it was Delta nine uh, carboxy THC. That's correct. Okay, and that's why you guys felt like it was it was an important uh, case to report. Well, what I can say about it is is that we had this kid who came from a living situation that where he may have had marijuana products. Excuse me, may have been available. And what was interesting about the case is that there are a couple of there are a couple of cases in the literature where there's an association, um, not a causation, but an association between myocarditis and marijuana use. Exposure. And as with most of the articles we discuss on this program, we will definitely put links to this article and those articles that reference the cases of myocarditis and marijuana use. And so, um, but this was the first one that we had run across in an infant. And so the point was uh, that we wanted to highlight was that um, this is not just an adult, potentially, I should say, this is not just an adult, but maybe we need to look into infants to see if there's a relationship between marijuana and myocarditis also. And then, uh, I mean, so it, it, it makes sense to try and, you know, publish or perish and tell people about this this finding. It sounds like they also, they looked for other causes of myocarditis in this kid. That's correct. So the kid had bacterial causes, viral causes, notably, obviously, it's Coxsackie virus. There was no fungal cause. There was no fungal etiology, I should say, found either. So things were looked at and tried to, in, you know, an attempt to rule them out. Um, the kid wasn't taking any medications. Those things were ruled out. That's not to say that, of course, that all things were ruled out. I mean, there are other causes of myocarditis, allergic, idiopathic, and many others. But the ones that were readily available and once we thought of at the time, we tried to rule those out. Okay, yeah. So the standard serologic assays and then, you know, the cardiac biopsy and pathology were done to try to try to identify this. And certainly one of the unusual aspects of this case is that you can't really ignore the lab finding of the presence of THC metabolites. So whether causative or not, this was not an 11-month-old with Coxsackie virus who developed myocarditis and had no level of THC. That's correct. So that's one of the things we found interesting. And, and as you very importantly pointed out, this is not to say it's causative. Uh, we were very clear to make say that there's an association, potentially uh, an association, but you're right. There was no Coxsackie, no bacteria, no fungus, no nothing, anything else in 
the one thing that we did find was marijuana or THC. Okay. And this this was, ironically enough, electronically published in March. So why this week has there been such a spike? I have no idea. That's a great question. Um, I think that's more of a question for the media. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, my general impression is that as with many things, stuff makes it into the academic literature and then a reporter or a news service kind of finds it and then spreads it into the lay public that the audience for some of these articles uh, increases. And also, that's also where you get that telephone effect, I feel like, where one person reads the article and then interprets it into another article, which then interprets it into another article. And so um, I, I, it's probably, I guess, due to this kind of discovery by the lay press. And, and this is a hot topic. This is a very, very hot topic. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's a hot topic. And you're probably right. Somebody found the article and wanted to you know, bring it to other people's attention. And so then, you know, I think that that brought this article to light and all of the various forms that it has taken from from there. What did you want people to do after reading the article? So there's a lot of information going around about this article. And the, really the key take-home points were just that we wanted to call attention to, you know, here's a case of, you know, we've had these cases in the, um, reported in the literature of uh, people smoking marijuana, uh, using using marijuana and developing myocarditis but we had not seen one in an infant. And so we wanted to call attention to this, you know, to, to uh, the community, uh, medical community, that, hey, look, there's, here's a case potentially of a, you know, a, a marijuana-associated myocarditis. So that was one of the things we wanted to say. That, you know, we need to study this further to see if there is a, a link between the two. We don't know that. It's unclear. Um, so that's what we wanted to bring attention to. The other thing that we wanted to bring attention to is obviously, this is, goes without saying really, but... Um, you know, you can never say too much is that parents need to be careful about having marijuana products around when they have young kids that are very inquisitive and exploratory uh, because they will get into this stuff. And, um, you know, sometimes it can make kids sick. Okay. So kind of a, a public safety message. Yeah, that's right. And then regardless of whether or not you think the myocarditis was related to the marijuana, the fact that an 11 month old had levels of THC in their blood is, is highly concerning. That's correct. Yeah. So it is alarming that an 11-month-old would have detectable uh, THC in their in their urine. I feel like um, there's a lot of passion around marijuana legalization and around perception of adverse effects or not, not the presence of adverse effects. It seems like a lot of people read this article and responded with what their typical agenda might be. What would you say to people that say, you know, why publish this? You know, there's there's a lot of people that die from plane crashes with THCs in their system, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're related. So why publish this sort of isolated case that that might be uh, random? So it could be it could be random, but it might not also it may also not be random. And in the case that it's not random, I feel like that case should be known to medical community. Again, this is not, we're not saying that, you know, one, that this child died as a result of exposure to marijuana. We're not saying that. Definitely not saying that, um, to be clear. But what we what we will say is, you know, there's a, it's associated. There are two different events. A kid developed myocarditis and died and had a detectable marijuana uh, concentration in the urine. So the question is, is are they related? And we felt like, but in publishing this, that bringing light to this possibility 
was important for the medical community and for, you know, for the public also. I guess to not publish would sort of be to self-censor. Truly, if, if given all the exposures, if this is if this is the only case, then that's reassuring on some level and hopefully it'll raise raise awareness. I, I want to thank you for kind of explaining explaining the reason you published the, the case report, um, you and Tom Nappy, and kind of your take on it, and uh, which, which sounds a little different than, than maybe the spectrum of responses. Do you feel like there's anything else that uh, listeners should know? Yeah. So I, I just would just point out that there's been a lot of headlines going around about this. And um, it, it just want to make it clear, again, reiterate that we're not saying that marijuana causes kids' death. So certainly not. You read the article. We never talk about causality. It's all association. Just want to make it clear that we're not saying that. We never did say that. That was never part of the message. It's just uh, bringing attention to maybe a relationship between marijuana and myocarditis. We're not sure. It's unclear. And also, again, to reiterate the point that you know parents should be vigilant to keeping this um, out of the reach of their children. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Um, thanks again. And you have um, a great time. Thanks for uh, taking time to do this. Okay. Well, thank you, Matt. So... Take-home pearls. I know some people might not think this is so clinically relevant, but some take-home pearls. Uh, Number one, in rare cases, uh, marijuana has been associated with myocarditis in adults and now possibly in an infant, but a lot more research is needed. Uh, Number two, there are still no known causes of marijuana being the sole cause of death in adults or children. Once again, still no proven cases of death from marijuana. Number three, regardless of any association with myocarditis, children should not have unprotected access to marijuana products. And I guess uh, number four, uh, maybe the, the biggest issue here is if you read a flashy headline in a newspaper or maybe your Facebook feed, maybe go back to the original article. Make sure it's not a Russian bot or a misinterpretation. I've seen a lot of conspiracy theorists lately assaulting the authors of this article as shills for Big Pharma and other people going the opposite direction and trying to say that they are proving how deadly marijuana is every day. I think we owe it to ourselves and to our colleagues and to our patients to read the original literature to educate them about what we find. We will post tips on our website for researchers uh, and medical professionals about how to talk to the media. It's an important part of our job, but it's also uh, a potential for misunderstanding. I am Matt Zuckerman, recording from the studios of the Digital Scholarship Accelerator. Check out the articles we mentioned and those resources and more at TalksNow.org, and feel free to further engage with us at our Twitter feed at TalksNow, or with Chris at The Golden Mean. That's T-H-E-G-O-L-D-E-N-M-E-A-N. TalksNow is produced with support from the American Academy of Clinical Toxicology.